Welcome to Eye on the Illini. This is Illini guy Mike Kegley. I'm here with Illini guy staff writer Matt Stevens and Illini guy's director of recruiting, Kedrick Prince. Um, Matt, you were up there at Evanston. Um, obviously, you're anxiously awaiting the new stadium, which will be have many more amenities than the current place. Um, but it, Illinois kind of came out, and and I don't know that I've ever seen such a quiet workmanlike 41 to three obliteration of another team. But Illinois kind of just went out around, went, went along with their business and took Northwestern apart piece by piece. How did you see it from there in the uh, press box? Uh, I think for the first time in this rivalry, um, I mean, they blew them out last year in Champaign, but I think for the first time in this rivalry, you are seeing a significant gap in I, I want to say program building and talent in this rivalry go the other way, go to the orange and blue way. And I think that's the first thing. I mean, Illinois is a 16 point favorite for a reason today. And and they just have significantly more players than Northwestern. And there's a reason for that is that the, 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 the talent level at the end of lovey that he was recruiting was still better than the talent level that Brett Beal or the, that Pat Fitzgerald has been able to get the last two, two and a half years. Um, there is a talent decrepancy at, at Northwestern that 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 has to be accounted for in the next few years. Otherwise, in the new Big Ten, Northwestern's about to get eaten a lot. And we're going to go back to the way Northwestern was when I was a kid um, and the way that Northwestern was when you were a kid, Mike Cagley. I mean, that was that this is where this is where this is headed. Um, but I thought you saw, you know, it's funny because you you described it as workmanlike. You described it as, you know, a function, a very, very functional, you know, road win for the University of Illinois. Mike, what if I told you that the head coach hadn't been with this team since Tuesday night? Because he hadn't. Um, and he leaves this team Tuesday night. They don't have him at practice on Wednesday. They don't have him at practice on, fr- on Thursday. They don't have him for the trip on Friday. Um, got into the team hotel late on Friday night and just took – everything that had been put together by himself and Ryan Walters and, and, and Barry Lunny Jr. And, and kind of went out there and just won a football game, but they did this without their leader this week in a, in a more significant way than last week, even when Brett lost his mom um, this week, when Brett lost his father-in-law, he was, he was in Miami for three days and there was serious doubt as to whether or not he was going to coach this football game. And um, you've got a staff of 10 assistants that, that can function at a very, very high level without the without the center of command and mike you've been in the business world and in the sales world and um when you have independent uh people professionals that are under you as a company and you can function at a high level that says something to me about the program and yeah northwestern's the worst team in the big 10 and yeah you should win like this but this didn't seem like a rudderless ship at all um, this seemed like a whole, this seemed like a bunch of guys who the veterans took control, meaning the guys on the roster who are fifth and maybe even sixth year seniors took control and the assistants who have been all, who have all been together, except for Barry Lunny, um, you know, they took control of this football team so that Brett Bielema could just kind of pilot the ship on Saturday afternoon to a, to a 41 to three win. And I, I give them a lot of credit for that. Um, this shows to me that Brett Bielema was putting not only putting together players on the staff that can win football games like this, but he's putting a staff together that can function at a very, very high level um, independently of whether or not he's there or not. And I, I think that says a lot about Ryan Walters. It says a lot about Barry Lunny. 
and I could keep naming staff members that I, I'm, I'm very high on, but that's the thing I took control of today. And I thought you saw, we'll get into this later on, but I thought you saw the present of what Illinois football was this year to got them to eight wins. And you saw some future today of, of what Illinois is going to look like in future years when, when some of these guys that had big games today have bigger roles next year. And, and we'll get into some, who the, some of those guys were, but it was it was a pretty big day for the present and maybe even the future of Illini football on on a, on a Saturday afternoon where they get their eighth win. Yeah, the, both uh, Coach Bielma on the football side and and Coach Underwood have proven their ability to hire. Um, you mm-hmm. see that, and certainly when you have you've hired a staff, uh, in theory, you want them to be able to operate without a without a hitch when you're gone, and and you know they kind of prove themselves. Ked, when you were watching, um, you know, remotely from afar, what were your thoughts on this game and, and what jumped out at you? That it was a very professional, workmanlike job. It was not an embarrassment. The score was 41-3, to and, you know, it looked worse than what it really was. And you could tell the relationship that Pat Fitzgerald has and with Brett Bielema. Um I was glad to see them. I'm all about throwing the ball and, you know, a few times, but I was just really impressed with how they just ran the football and didn't try to embarrass Northwestern. I know that's a rivalry game and, you know, and it means something. You know, Matt mentioned for me from a recruit, mentioned recruiting, which is what I love the most. And, you know, uh, Northwestern has some good recruiting classes, I mean, especially this year and even last year. But I think he's right. Um, the, the tide is turning. Illinois has good facilities, good fan base. We win. You know, they've proven that they'll follow you. Um, I think going into this season, me included, nobody saw eight wins coming in. I, you know, it's too bad that they couldn't control their own destiny. But at the end of the day, they're going bowling. And how many of us, and I'm one of them, said, you know, give me eight or nine wins a year, and I'm okay with it. I mean, I don't, you don't have to, I don't have to go 11 or 12 and 0. Well, they did that. And they're going bowling. They're not sitting home. And they're going to, you know, Brett mentioned after his post game, after the game, that, you know, this is important, but they're not done. I mean, they really expect to win championships and they want to be they want to be a part of that. And that's the foundation, you know, that these kids have laid. And I think, you know, again, you know, not to get off Matt, get on Matt Coattails, he's right. You got to solve, you get to see some of the future and what's going to be ahead, um, what the program's going to look like. And, I'm just really, really impressed. And for the people who are upset, you know, that you're not playing in Indy, I will say this. I agree. It stinks. But, and I do feel that Illinois didn't win it on paper, but I think, you know, they were the best team and probably would give Michigan the best game just because of the defense that they have alone. I don't think Iowa's offense was good enough. I don't think Purdue's defense is good enough. But I think Illinois can score enough points like they did a couple last week. And I think the defense could keep them in game. So, Overall, it's a good season, you know, and hopefully they'll win some, some accolades for some of these players and they can continue to win and then win this bowl game. Yeah, I think it's exciting to see an opportunity at a bowl game that, that should be um, a winnable bowl game. I think Illinois' defense gives them a fighter's chance against any team and, you know, outside of well, probably any team, to be honest with you. Um, I, I think that uh, it will be um, a lot of fun, and I think that we will find out that the networks will learn um, what was discovered in the 80s is when Illinois plays on national TV. 
there's a lot of people who tune in because there's a lot of Illinois alumni. There's a lot of uh, Illinois fans. The sleeping giant has been literally out like a light for about 30 years. And now they've actually woke up. So Matt, you talked about, um, you know, seeing the future. And so why don't you describe a little bit about what you mean about that? And maybe two or three of the players that, um, uh, led you to that belief. Well, I think you saw the possibility of next year, the, the running back combination of Reggie Love and a healthy Josh McCray can be pretty dangerous. Um, Reggie Love is, is somebody that not only can hit the hole with, with, you know, force and speed, but he does a really good job on some of those second, second effort, third effort type of plays where, um, you know, Brad Bielan was talking to me about this after the end of the game that, he just he just bounces off of dudes. And you think the play is oh, he's had like three or four of these where you think the play is over and he gets another 10, 15 yards. Um, I think from a from a burst, from an athleticism standpoint, um, and from a kind of understanding the zone read kind of concept a little bit more and more each each week. Um, he's gotten more mature. I'm really intrigued of what he's going to look like in the Chase Brown role because um, you know, he said after the game today that he learned a lot from Chase this year. Um, how to prepare, just like Chase learned from Mike Epstein, how to prepare. Um, it's kind of a passing of the torch. And then you 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 pair that with what should be a healthy Josh McCray year, and then you have thunder and lightning again. Um, and that's going to be really dangerous for a Brett Bielema team because you know that 65% of the time, 70% of the time, they're going to run the football. So you have to have a dynamic ball, you know, dynamic guy carrying the ball, and I think that can be Reggie Love. We had a lot of guys on our boards, I think, Mike, like two weeks ago, wanting to know if Illinois was going to go in the portal for a running back. I think you saw today that, you know, first of all, Corey Patterson coached Reggie Love in high school at Trinity. At Trinity. Um, and I, they know what they have there from a talent standpoint and from a potential standpoint. You saw a glimpse of that today. You know, the guy, he, he ends today, uh, you know, what, uh, 85 yards and 11 carries and a touchdown. I mean, and and it was a yard away from another one, and they gave the other, and they gave that one to sit or to chase. So, um, but no, I thought he had a great game, and and he's in a tough spot because he comes into this game early on when Chase is going into the medical tent, and everybody's kind of looking at him for an energy boost, and by God, he gave it to him. So I was really encouraged by him. And then you look at the defensive side, and I mean, he didn't have any of the turnovers, but Tyler Strain had seven tackles, you know, one for a loss, and and had a pick at the end there. Um, you're seeing him. I got news for everybody. Look, Illinois' defense can can help them win a bowl game. But what if I told you Devin Witherspoon's not going to play in that bowl game? Because there's a there's a potential that he might not. Um, and so he might skip it. And so if he does, guess what? Tyler Strain's going to get that start in that bowl game on national television. And that's going to be a big deal for him. But he keeps playing better and better when he's been healthy. And he just got back off the active roster and He'll be healthy for for that bowl game, and he'll be he'll be fired up for it. But today he played really really well, and um, you know you saw guys like Seth Coleman have a sack today. He's coming back next year. He'll be you know he's he's a guy again that's been hurt, and he's coming back, and he's now fully healthy again. Um, I thought Keith Randolph had a great game. There, Keith's got a decision to make, but I would think he'd be leaning toward coming back to. He doesn't hate school. Uh, he doesn't hate being here. Um, Keith's a pretty big piece of of you know what the face of Illinois football can look like in 2023 so um I thought he had a big game uh 
And 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 they played a Mike, they played a lot of dudes in that first half on defense. Ryan Walters subbed in and out a lot in that first half. And they pitched a shutout <laughs> for 30 minutes. And I sat there and I went, geez, like he's getting a lot of guys, a lot of action right now. Um, and then, you know, Pat Bryant comes back off an injury and you saw a couple of plays that he was able to make, you know, on throws from Tommy DeVito. Um, he's going to be an upperclassman next year. I think he can make a difference. Um, Casey Washington should come back. He catches everything. We've said this weeks weeks at a time. Like he just catches everything. And Isaiah continues to to learn the wide receiver position and his position every week. So um, that's why I say you saw some of the present and you saw some of the future of what these guys can be. But but the highlight of that for me was Reggie Love. I think he can be really dynamic next year when he gets a a chance to earn a lot of these carries next year. And you saw what a dynamic player he can be when he's given a load of that responsibility. Ted, you got, you got a chance to kind of talk or to think a little bit about that. And what, um, what direction, you know, did you go uh, when you were looking at at the future and, and um, you know, is there anybody out there or anything that you noticed maybe that was uh, different than what Matt uh, talked about? Yeah, I don't want to start a fire on the message boards or anybody who's just listening to our, our conversation. But I'm really concerned about the quarterback position next year. Um, I want to make this statement so people can't blame me for it. But I don't know if the people, you know, remember Glenn Mason, who was at Minnesota and yep. he did some work on the Big Ten Network. He made a comment about how good of a quarterback and how great of a find it was that Illinois found um, DeVito. And his comment about um, Art was that he is a backup quarterback at best. He don't think he can lead a team. And, and the reason he said that he turns the ball over too much, and no matter where he's playing at, whether it be Illinois or LSU or wherever, his comment was he, he is a backup quarterback. And if Illinois is planning on you know, staying in his direction, then they're going to have to live with the turnovers. So, I mean, I guess looking to the future, that's a concern for me. And, I know, you know, Brad mentioned the comment that um, there was a small chance that our, um, that Tommy could come back. I don't know what that, how that looks and what that looks like. I don't see that being possible, but he did mention that. Um, I was really impressed to see Reggie Love as well. I mean, you know, that means that they've done a really good job recruiting the backfield. And the recruiting has obviously gotten better, guys, and it's going to continue to get better. But no matter what happens, I mean, in order for Illinois to be successful under this staff, the offensive line has got to be—it's got to be great, and um, I hope you know everybody knows what's going on with you know with Coach Walters out there from a defensive standpoint. You know the hope is that he stays, and they need him. I mean because he has built a really good foundation. You know it's funny Matt mentioned you know the second and third string guys coming out there. You could tell all those jerseys had no grass stains on them, but they were still making the plays, and that's that's a system. That is a system in that which I like when, when Brett got the job. He has a system, and he's not going to deviate from it, and he's been successful with it. And uh, looking back at it, you know, again, I know I said this, you know, the first segment, they were just one or two wins away from just going to this championship game, and I would have loved to have an opportunity to see them play Michigan again because even though Michigan has all those four and five stars, the way these the staff develops talent, and when the recruits talk to me and their parents, they see it. Brett had a history of Wisconsin of developing talent, and they they can see what they're doing right now. So, having said that, 
the future is bright. I'm not worried about them being able to go out and get kids. The good thing about this now is the NILs there in Illinois will be able to go out and do what other schools are doing. You know, there's a product on the field that they can see and that they say, hey, you know, Illinois is a place we can go. Um, they're, they're, they're battling, you know, Michigan for an in-state kid right now, which I think is interesting. And I think every other day, um, this Gerard Hill kid, one day he changes into Illinois and one day it's Michigan. So, but the good thing about it is that they're in the hunt. And before they wouldn't be in the hunt with some of these kids. Yeah, and, and you know, it's it's going to be interesting. The quarterback position is incredibly important. I got to think that they will try to go out and go after a quarterback um, to at least, you know, give – I mean, I don't think they're going to promise starter starting position to Art, so that gives you an opportunity to go out and find a quarterback. Um, folks, you can read our um, – uh, Mike Farrell, the the godfather of recruiting, has talked a little bit about some of the people. Of course, Ked uh, also is out there, and Matt, you know, talks to the team as well. So, if you are going to pay the ninety nine dollars a year for an Illini guys subscription, um, you go back into the message boards, and we can talk a lot about the rumors of who people are being looked at, et cetera. Um, and you can get that there. And and I do want to, you know, note that when we first uh, started this website in January of 2021, it was $99 a year. And um, gosh darn it, even if there is inflation, we haven't raised our prices. So we're keeping it there, right there for you. And of course, check our uh, Black Friday uh, deal to see um, if you can get in in time to grab an Illini Guys sweatshirt with your purchase, which uh, we love giving those out because we really appreciate walking around um, and running into somebody wearing an Illini guys uh, sweatshirt. It's kind of cool to do. So um, Matt, as we look at this overall game, um, you know, we, we, again, workmanlike performance, defense played well. Um, What is next now? For the Illini, we know next week, obviously, they're not going to be going to the Big Ten championship game. Purdue played well on a day they needed to. They slipped past the Illini. They're going to go to face Michigan. So do they keep practicing? What does it look like on the run to a bowl game? Because Illinois doesn't get to do that very often. Sure. Uh, the plan, I guess, initially with that Bielema told me after this game was – to, to practice the Devo guys, I mean, the guys you saw late in the fourth quarter today against Northwestern, those guys are going to practice, I think, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, and then I, I do think the plan next week is to have exit interviews with a lot of guys um, for two reasons. One, of one, I got to know where you stand before December 5th, which is the first day of the portal opens and people can sign out of the portal, go into the portal and sign out of the portal. Um, Brett's got to know. And I think, you know, as he would say, I think that there's they, I think they know where they stand on a lot of guys, but I think they're going to get a couple of surprises. Um, but that they're going to try to prepare for that. Um, you're, you're also going to try to prepare for who's going to play in this bowl game and who's not. Um, I, I, I did not get a good answer out of Devin Witherspoon as to whether or not he was going to play. And what I mean by that is I don't think he's going to. And um I think he knows he's he's right now at first and second round money. And I just, I, I don't think there's a whole lot 
he can risk um, going forward playing in another game. Um, and so you, you try to figure that out. Um, they've already they've done a lot of their homework on guys they think are going to be in the portal. But, you know, preparing for what they want to do once December rolls around is basically what this next week's going to look like. Um, and then whatever they do practice next week, that does not count toward the 15 that they're going to be allotted um, before the, whatever bowl game they get selected to. And we'll know that probably on the morning or afternoon after the championship game here next weekend. Um, and so I, 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 Really don't want to speculate on where Illinois is going to go play, um, but they know at eight wins that you know they've got they've got a good resume to to get to a pretty decent sized bowl, um, and um, you know and, and then they have, now they've got to put together a plan of who's going to play in this game and quite frankly what their roster is going to look like in twenty twenty three because that's what December almost ends up being more geared toward even in the bowl practices than preparing for a game. Um, and so you're going to see a lot of Devo practices, probably two thirds of the 15 are going to be de de dedicated to freshmen and sophomores more than the guys that played early on today. So that's the plan, at least in my experience as to what teams have always done when they, when they get those 15 allotted practices, it is not what Lovey did in 2019. <laughs> he did not use all 15, um, to his credit or to be fair to him, Jeff Brom, when they made it to the Music City Bowl in 2018, did not use all 15. Um, these guys are also going to be preparing for final exams um, and doing all of those things that you have to do before the Christmas season, before the Christmas break happens. So uh, um, a lot of things to be scheduled, but I know that he and Pat Hamilton and Mark Terrasani, his director of, of operations, have kind of already got a plan of laid out, depending upon what day the bowl game is, to, to get at least as much as those 15 that they can get in. But uh, – now you start trying to do the dance of, you know, hey, what's this bowl roster going to look like? Balancing, hey, what's my 2023 roster going to look like? And I think that that starts with with exit interviews early next week because I, I think that after everything that's happened with Jen's family, I think that's all taken care of um, after this week. And I think Brett can now, for the first time in two weeks, spend a full week in Champaign getting his football program back together. And I think that that's, that's going to be uh, – that's going to be a really busy week for the head football coach and the 10 assistants on staff. Yeah. And so a couple of things there, folks, when, when he says a Devo practice, developmental practice, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the other thing is, is for those Illini fans who may be a little bit out of pocket, um, you know, Brett Bielema had to deal with the sudden passing of his mother uh, prior to the Michigan game. And then the even just as sudden passing of his father-in-law, this last week prior to the Northwestern game. Obviously, our thoughts and prayers are out to the Bielema family. Um, you know, anytime someone is struck down um, and and it's just not – it's hard enough when you know it's coming, let alone when it's out of the blue. So uh, um, we appreciate all the Illini fans putting their support behind the coach as well. Um, Kat, I'm going to cut you off here, Mike, but the best thing I can say about – Jen's dad is God. Brett Bielema was one of the luckiest human beings on the planet, because because Jen's dad was not only his father-in-law, but was one of his best friends. And no. I don't. <laughs> how many people describe their father-in-law or their mother-in-law as one of their best friends? God, Brett Bielema was Brett Bielema was living right, folks. Like, yep. but uh, 
but that was that was that was even as I would describe that as big a deal as as Brett losing his mom the week before. So um, this has kind of all hit him, and I think that uh, I think emotionally, he and Jen are kind of drained at this point emotionally, and I think they need a, they need a week to kind of decompress. And unfortunately, the head football coach in Illinois is not going to get to do that because this is going to be a really busy week for him. Yeah, yeah, because you get the transfer portal, Cat. I'm going to go. I want. I'm going to express an opinion here, and I know you're you're much more old school than I am. So um, I'm going to see if you agree with me or disagree with me. But when it comes to for somebody in the case of Devin Witherspoon, possibly a first round draft pick, we're seeing him mentioned there. And I do think the more film work that NFL teams do, the higher he is going to go. It's not the other way around. Um, I personally have absolutely no problem with somebody deciding they want to sit out a bowl game um, when it really does come down to some unbelievable dollars and cents if they get into some sort of injury issue. Ted, I'm going to duck and I'm going to throw this over to you and then try to get try to get somewhere for cover because I know you're you're the old fashioned guy. I'm curious to what your thoughts are. Well, first, I'm going to touch on the in-laws. You're right. Wouldn't touch that with a spoon. And second, uh, Matt talked about what's supposed to happen in the off-week. Bielema mentioned that they changed the rule this year, which kind of stinks that they can't go out and recruit. So they can go out and recruit starting the end of next week. He's 100% right about, you know, what their plans are as far as, like, the – is it in the music? Who's going to be on the roster? But I was really hoping. I didn't know that the rule changed that they can't go out and recruit. But to answer your question, I'm Devin Wilderspoon. I'm playing, and here's why I'm playing. And he could go out there. His draft stock's not going to drop. You know, everybody knows the worst he could possibly do right now is probably the third round. Um, and to me, going out with this group, playing with this group, um, giving them a chance to win nine games with him being on the field. If, if he went out there and got burnt, it's not going to matter because I learned something today that um, he challenged. He was challenged by the coaching staff to guard or you know, defend the top receivers on every team in the last few weeks. And out of all those guys, they only had three catches against him. It's not going to hurt him. This kid is special. He's proven how good he is. And, again, you know, I don't, I'm not a fan of guys sitting on bowl games, um, especially guys at his position. If you're running back, I could kind of see that a little bit, you know, because chance of you getting hurt is really high. You know, you look at Corn from Michigan, you know, you look at, you know, look at Brown today, he was hurt again. But in his, but in his situation, I'm going to play. I, I just really wouldn't. And, again, I think it shows something in him, it's just his character, you know, that he's not just looking for money, even though – at the end of the day, that's what makes the world go around, and I understand that, but I would definitely be out there playing. Yeah, yeah, I kind of thought you would disagree with me a little bit there, and I certainly would hope somebody wants to play for their team, but, again, I unfortunately, you only have so many times in your life to make the big dollars, so I don't blame someone for doing that. Um, Matt, when it comes down to the transfer portal, you know, we we've seen – I forget even what the numbers were. An ungodly amount of players are already in there. Um, you know, you talk about Illinois. We all expect to see, you know, somebody in there. I don't know that we have any names, and I, I don't really want to reveal them even if we had anybody. 
but um, and there may be a surprise or two, et cetera. Um, but you know, he's got a lot, a lot to do. Um, if you heard anything on, on, you know, like I said, there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there. Um, you know, we've, we've heard rumblings of, of Gabbard's younger brother over at Miami of Ohio. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, the quarterback from Colorado is actually from where I live down here in Melissa, Texas. And I've right. seen him, I've seen him play in high school and he can literally throw the ball 75 yards and it's 6'3", 210 pounds. I think we could safely say that if he were to come to, it doesn't really matter where he goes. He, he could be the most athletic quarterback in the big 10, anywhere you put him. Any other, any other names you've heard? Yeah, I don't love the fit with Gabbert. Um, I think everybody's been being generous to the young man that he's six feet tall. Um, he'd be the shortest quarterback at Illinois since Jason Verduzco. Wow. Okay. That's saying like, something. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I, the six feet tall is real generous. Um, he's not typically in terms of how they're put together, the way that Vilema likes to have his quarterback. I mean, the last quarterback that the only the quarterback I can remember that Brett Vilema ever had that was under six feet tall was Russell Wilson. And I'm he wasn't bad. You, he had, no, he had some skill sets that allowed him yeah. to overcome the fact that he was five ten. Um, I don't love that. I don't love that fit. Uh, the kid out of Colorado is a fit. It's just I think he's going to be. Um, he's going to be like that Michael Penix because you sit there and you go, okay, yeah, you can throw it through a brick wall, but why? Why are you throwing it to the other team so many times that you are? Um, and so there's going to be some some skepticism there. Um, they're going to have to sit down with Barry and figure out a fit. Like they, they, I think he, Brett understands what he wants. And when a Tommy DeVito in, enters the portal, I think he understands, okay, here's how I can sell him on this idea. And I do think that Tommy made it easier for somebody in the portal to come in and have, and feel like they can have success here. Um, that is what Tommy did for 12 games here at Illinois. Um, so I don't know. I mean, if I, if I, any, any, let me, let me be very clear. Um, any transfer portal list that you see that involves Illinois right now, I have no earthly idea how you got that. And uh, they, they, <laughs> that list changes daily um, by this staff because they're going through two to 300 kids a day um, that are going to enter. And, and as crazy as you thought the transfer portal was last year, Mike Kegley, it's going to be even nut, even more nuts this year because there are going to be kids. I'm telling you right now, and I don't think Illinois is going to be involved in a bunch of these, but I'm here to tell you right now, there are going to be kids that were promised things last off season who didn't get it. And now they're going to go in the portal again. Um, and so um, you have to watch coaching staff changes, all of those things. So December 5th is going to be a really, really, the opening of what is going to be a really crazy period. That's all I really know um, to kind of be the deciding tying vote of the whole play in the bowl game. Don't play in the bowl game thing. Um, Mike, you know, this as a Cowboys fan, the Jalen Smith thing changed the dynamic of everything. Um, it scared the living bejesus out of everybody, no matter what position you play in. Um, and nobody wants to have that happen to them ever again. Um, where, you know, you're, your top 10 pick, um, 
you blow you blow two ligaments out in your knee and now suddenly you're you're a second you're a mid second round pick without a guaranteed contract um so uh I, I think it changes the dynamic for everybody and I and I, I do think that when you are Brett Bielema and you've sold this thing on players first I think he is going to have a candid conversation with Devin Witherspoon to say look here's where here's where I think you are right now if you don't want to play, we will we will sell you out the out the hill that you're the best cornerback in this country, and we we will make sure that we do everything we can to make sure that we sell you as a first round pick. Um, and and I can tell you that everybody inside the Smith Center will push back entirely on the idea that uh, that Devin Witherspoon's character will come into question if he doesn't play in the bowl game. Um, they will push back on that one hundred percent. So. That's not something you can uh, you 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 will anticipate hearing out of the Smith Center at all. So if anybody doesn't want to play, um, right? That, that's so, good. And so that's if Chase doesn't want to play. I mean, I think he will, but I don't know. Um, and so um, we'll see. But like, this is a new dynamic for everybody in college football, and we're we're starting to see it right now as Illinois continues to move up the ladder here with an eight win season. You're, you're, you're going to see this more and more and, and people are going to have to basically, I think, hold their nose at the, at, at what is a, a hold their nose in an old school thought and get, get hip to a new school thought maybe. Yeah. And I, I gotta be honest with you. It'd be nice to every year have to worry about all these guys who yeah, no kidding, right? may sit out. That would be a great problem to have. So Ked, give me your final thoughts on this, um, this conclusion to the Illini regular season. And we are so happy to say that we still have one more game left, which means we can have a lot of time to talk and mull over the Illini football program. But for now, what do you need to say here to to let our uh, uh, listeners move on with their weekend? Um, what do you want them thinking about? Well, we just got out of Thanksgiving break, so I think it's fitting to say that all Illini fans should be very thankful. Um, they to be thankful that you have a great athletic director who saw something in Brett to hire him, um, to be thankful that you're not sitting at home making excuses what could have happened, what might have happened. You are going bowling. Um, you're going to be able to um, push recruiting. You're going to be able to sell what you have. Um, you're going to be able to get transfers to come in and say, hey, you know what, you can win there. It's okay to play there. You have to be thankful for those things. You don't want to take those things for granted. Um, Matt mentioned something to me, and I remember the days of Northwestern being bad. They were just – when they started winning, winning, and, you know, um, I, I was just appalled because I couldn't believe it. And right now the programs are going in different directions, but knowing how Pat Fitzgerald is, that's not going to last very, very long. And But he better get it figured out, you know, before USC and UCLA join the conference. So just be thankful. Um, because again, you can it could be the other way around, and you, and you're getting your tails kicked in every every game. And and I'll close with this: I didn't see a 63 nothing drumming drumming this year, not even close to it. So I'm extremely thankful for that. Yeah, that's a uh, that's that's the truth, Matt. What is your uh, final thoughts here as we wrap up the regular season? Uh. I think that this exceeded all expectations, not only today, but I think the culmination of 12 games exceeded everybody's expectations, including mine. 
I, I, I sat here. I don't know whether it was this. No, it wasn't. It was one of our sports spectaculars on the line. I guys that you should check every week um, on our, uh, on our, on our host of networks that have us either on Friday or Saturday. Um, I sat here and said, I think that they could be five and seven and be a better football team than they were last year and produce the same record. And I, again, this comes down to, I don't think I can say it any better than the head coach said it in the post game, which is last year, they were one win away from being a bowl, being bowl eligible. And now that was the carrot at the end of the stick. Um, this year, they were one game away from playing an indie and that's the carrot at the end of the stick. Now um, they're one game away from that. And so, um, you know, progress was certainly was certainly made. Uh, and I think that there's a lot to look forward to next season um, with, with what they have. And, um, you know, Ked is, Ked is a lot more encouraged about these recruiting classes than I am. If Illinois wants to get to the next tier of level, um, because the schedule isn't always going to be in their favor, but, um, next year when they have split divisions again, guess what? Illinois is going to have a schedule that's pretty favorable. Um, and they're going to have enough talent to win some of these football games. And, and I, I, I came out of today and the silly season that is the Thanksgiving holiday, thinking that Illinois is going to have a lot of continuity on their staff um, after the developments of things that have happened. Um, you should go on our message boards, and I've given a lot of coaching carousel stuff, but um, it fell right for Illinois the last couple of days that I think staff continuity could happen. Um, and I do think that, again, I'll start, I'll finish with the same thing I said I started with, which is, I think Illinois has multiple head coaches in in waiting on this staff that were allowed that allowed this program and this team to function all week long mm -hmm. while Brett Bielema was in Miami dealing with a family issue. And um I think that says a lot about the program because I think you could have seen Illinois lay an egg today and maybe lose by a touchdown or a field goal at Northwestern because they just flat out weren't prepared because the head coach had other things on his mind and was in another, was in another, you know, zip code um, for three days um, and, and hundreds of miles away. Um, that didn't happen today. They came out, they, they took care of business in a big fashion. Um, I think this is the biggest deficit in Evanston. It's like since 89 or some, some something like that. Um, I talked to Paucho at the end of this game, which was, if you take the two, I think it was – God, you're going to make me try to figure this out. I was 47 to 14 last year, um, so that's 88 to 17. In the two games that Brett Bielen was taking over this team in the rivalry game, the game for the hat, um, that's pretty significant. And I actually did get to sit down and, and stand on the field and talk with Josh Whitman for a little bit. I leaned over to him and I said, I assume you were 2-0 here, like meaning Evanston. And he looked at me and he goes, nope, I was 1-1. One one. I split here. He says, so I know what, what how important it is to win here and, and win big. Um, the boss is really, 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 really pleased. So um, I think everything exceeded expectations for today, not only on, on all three phases of the game, but also when you take the whole season as a 12-game regular season as a whole. So I think that that, uh, that gives Illinois fans a lot of hope going going into uh, the Christmas season and going into next next fall. Thank you very much, Matt. Yeah, and it has been an excellent season. Um, I was thinking five and seven, six and six, and to see the team come out at eight and four is really exciting. Obviously, you know, people see the 
um, the record as such um, and looking at at the team getting to the point where they won uh, eight games, losing by three points to Indiana, eight points to Michigan State, seven points to Purdue, and two points to Michigan, um, looking in that and saying, hey, you know, we could have very well been, you know, 12 and 0 with some some breaks and running into the Big Ten championship game uh, to play um, potentially, um, you know, probably play get rematch uh, Michigan. Well, that would have been fun. But, um, you know, there was also a close call at Iowa that, that Illinois, um, you know, could say went either way. And, of course, um, those are the things that happen. You play some close games, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. But all in all, this program is way ahead of – if you would have told me last year we'd be 8-4 and four this year, I'd say give me whatever you're smoking. So fantastic job done by Coach B and the staff. Um, one of the biggest things you'll see with Illinois sports right now is you have to have an AD who can hire effectively. And you look at uh, Josh Whitman, you know, just the last three with – uh, you know, in terms of just taking a look at the three big revenue coaches, um, Brad Underwood, um, Brett Bielmush, you know, and Shauna Green, you're talking three powerhouses. Uh, they have all three built up a very strong staff, and you're starting to see the results of that um, on the court. So that is fantastic. Um, we will have, just so you know, we will have a, a lot of podcasts that we'll talk a little bit about bowl preparations, who we're playing, what we think that that team will be like. It'll be a lot of fun, so stay tuned to IlliniGuys.com. Now, Sturdy for 30 is out there, so um, that's Brad's award-winning podcast. Make sure you subscribe to that as long as, as well as I on the Illini. Also, Ked's Recruiting Roundup is great. And, of course, the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular that Matt referenced that's our two-hour sports extravaganza. That's just Illinois sports. It's on from Chicago to St. Louis and all points in between. Go to IlliniGuys.com, hit the radio button to see where, uh, what stations it's on. Find the one closest to you. Figure out if it's on Friday or Saturday and what time. Please tune in. And, of course, you can uh, call up the stations and thank them for listening. And the final note is, is if you get the opportunity, you want to give a fantastic gift to that Illini fan in your life, feel free to give them a subscription to IlliniGuys.com. Only $99, and it is a great way to say, hey, I realize you're an Illini fan and I love you. So do that. We would love to have more subscribers. We'd love to have more people interacting in our game room during football and basketball games and also more people who are out there uh, having fun on the message boards and debating with uh, Illini people, um, a lot other Illini fans, some of the great Illini uh, players in history. And uh, it's always fun to be out there and get uh, opinions like that. So for Matt Stevens and Kedrick Prince, this is Mike Kegley. And I'm telling you, go Illini.